0: Well, you can already 10X your numbers by just talking to people you already know.
1: So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn, And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Lead Agent Secrets. So now that we have that
2: baseline, let's roll into topic number two, the five-minute success principles. Principle one, give us the goodies. Give us the tacticals.
0: So what you're saying is really true in terms of research on habit formation, is that in the beginning, people, they get excited about a new habit. And it's like what I say, the whole peloton phenomenon or somebody who's going to start a diet and the first actually research says like the first 21 days you're excited about it the next 21 days many people start to evaluate whether they really want to continue doing it most of the benefits start at about the next 21 days, that's why 66 days is often touted as the when habit formation really starts to take hold a good, a good habit or stopping a bad habit. So what you've shared is just so true. And that's what, you know, I've discovered with all these conversations I've had with people. Um, So back to why there is these principles, it's because my publisher said, Karen, you can't just have a random book every day be different. And so I was like, okay, well, these are the key core principles and they apply to real estate business they actually apply to really any business endeavor um so the first one is the commit to get leads so as a business owner until you have a lead a customer a person to engage with and whatever even dentists like they need patience like it's not like you could be a dentist in a vacuum you have to have patience to be a dentist um and so the idea of business development lead generation prospecting is so core because that is what you need before you actually become a you it's like you're not really a real estate agent if you're not a practicing real estate agent with customers you have the knowledge but well so so so
2: somebody said something to me that kind of stuck with me for pretty much ever every day you don't open for a business unless you lead generated and you connect with somebody
0: and that's true and that's it and that's why it's a commitment because it's <laughs> I think that what a lot of people think they get around to maybe thinking about I'll do that later uh, kind of um, process and that isn't an, is not a commitment the commitment is you've decided to you're going to do this every day I'm I'm at 20 plus years. And I do, I, I quote unquote, still do it every day. I tell that I was like, everybody lead generates. <laughs> it's, it's so, the, so,
2: so talk to us, quote. how after the 20 plus years of being in a business, you still do it every day? Because there's going to be some people that are going to listen to this and be like, yeah, that's a no brainer. And there's going to be some people saying like, why would I keep lead generating? I don't like lead generating. And I think there's a negative stigma around lead generation because a lot of lead generation has ties to, Cold calling, door knocking, open houses, like things that you physically have to do. But I think lead generation could be as simple as picking up a phone, calling somebody, asking, Hey, how are you? Just having also a non-real estate related um, connection, right? But you're planting seeds. So I, I plant seeds and then I water them for flowers and everything else to grow, right?
0: That's a great analogy. Yeah, it, I, it, from my perspective, I've always been come from a spirit of service. So I've been always felt like it's helping people back to my soft skills and offer them that um, I look at it. I'm sure you've heard of the law of attraction. <laughs> and yes. so the law of attraction for me and lead generation is I put out the opportunity to be of assistance to people. Now, whether they accept it or not is their decision. So that's where I'm not salesy. And, and obviously, different people have different styles. So that's how I um, approach it. And I look at it as like, I'm putting out this opportunity to be of service to people. And that may not be what I call matchy-matchy. So I may put out an op- opportunity for service to this person, but then this person over here will call me. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, I hadn't even thinking about you. But because the universe said Karen's ready and willing and able to help, they that opened the door for them to contact me. And that's why the energy is so important. Because if it, when you have a positive energy about wanting to be of service to people and to connect with them and to see how you can help them, then that's going to be an attraction. That's going to be a, a positive attraction. If, if you have negative energy going out, you're going to probably not attract that kind of energy. And I, there's one of the principles in the book, but it's the strength of weak ties. See, that's where I release all judgment or expectation on the outcome, on who's going to work with me, because then that way I'm open for who does want to work with me.
1: Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show.
2: I think that's very, very key because what you're talking about here, I mean, how many times have we taken a listing because we need to, and we know this isn't the right person or we've taken a buyer out because we need to close a deal because we need the commission. Meanwhile, we have a, feel, a good feeling, a feeling something is wrong about this, right?
0: Yeah, it could be that. And then it could also be, I don't know if you've heard of this very ancient story about the Acres of Diamonds. And where people, the the guy sells his land and goes to seek his fortune and, and other lands and comes back and found out the person who bought the land uh discovered that it was a, a, a diamond mine was underneath, and I think that that is what happens with a lot of people in this business is they they seek their fortune looking for leads in all the wrong places, whereas they yeah. have them right there in front of them, and they're for whatever reason. Um, resistant to reaching out to those people, and because a fear of rejection, fear of you're going to bother them, all of those fears are all what is what we have an opportunity to work on ourselves. I uh, say I don't have those two, but I've come to realize that if you're truly offering service to someone, then if they they don't need it right then, and there's no rejection there. They just don't need your service right now, but you're planting the seeds, like you said. That's where it's important to keep that uh, forefront. It's a long game. It's a, if you want an easy, easy answer, quick answer. Uh, the only thing I'll say with that is, is uh, morally generation.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think people have a bad stigma about lead generation and calling people because the intent's in the wrong place. The intent's to go and buy or sell right now, today. The intent and where you're coming from is not of, of from a place of service, right? And from a place of value. And those are the biggest key things. You You are going to people where you don't know where they are at what they're going through, you haven't kept up with them, and you're asking them for business. People don't like people don't like being sold to, but they love buying shit with friends, right? So if you pick up the phone and you say, "Hey, Karen, how are you? I haven't talked to you in five years, but are you looking to buy or sell real estate?" That conversation is going to go totally different than "Hey, Karen, I haven't talked to you in a few years. Just figure out to reach out. How are you?" And then let the conversation go wherever it goes. Ask them about their vocation. It's perfectly normal. And somebody will say, well, what are you What are you doing now? What are you up to now? I say, you know, I'm in real estate. I guarantee you they're going to say, how is the market?
0: <laughs> That's true. They, everybody always wants to know how the market is. Um, so I look for people who are in life events that are likely to increase the odds that they will have a move in their future. Uh, yes. So I, I, I'm sure you've probably heard of the D's, but they're just the most common reasons why people move, and that is the beginning of the D's is usually diapers. <laughs> so that's you know no, very nothing more motivated than a pregnant woman, uh, diapers. Sometimes the diamonds come before the diapers, that's household formation. Sometimes it comes after the the diapers. Uh, The dog, if somebody gets a dog, they're often looking for more space or uh, room to grow. Um, Then you have the other Ds that are kind of the sad Ds, divorce, death. Uh, You can look for those to be of service. I'm not saying I'm an ambulance chaser, but I do reach out to people I know who've had a death in the family. And oftentimes I can be of service at some point for them. And then you have, downsizing which can be either side you know it it, sometimes people that are making a move um and often is so if you look for people who are in life events uh that increases the likelihood that they're um you know perhaps moving um you know you can i say accelerate you can improve your odds but. When you were talking about reaching out to people, I like to, you know, lead with the real estate question and just say, you know, <laughs> have you wondered about the market? Uh, you know, how, if they own a home, I often will ask them, you know, if they check through the estimate, you know, would you be open to uh, seeing, you know, how much equity you have in your home? How could be of assistance and what's going on in your neighborhood? Seems like a lot of people are interested in that uh, on an ongoing basis.
2: Or you could do the indirect. Hey, not sure, you know, not 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 sure where you are in your life, but who do you know that's looking to potentially buy, sell, or maybe invest in real estate this in, in this upcoming year?
0: Yes, and you know, we've uh, th- those are all good questions and ways to connect. The important thing is is to make the connection and to be consistent in it and. The because 80% of the sales is made after the 5th to 12th call. That's the sales statistics. Most people stop way too soon. And if you also look at sales statistics, talk to 100 people you don't know, then 10 will actually connect with you. Three will meet with you. One will do a deal. Well, that's one in 100. And I'm like, well, you can already 10X your numbers by just talking to people you already know. So you, you just 10X your numbers. Uh, but I just gave you a tip that, that can 10X your business. So that's where I, when I'm coaching with agents, I'm like, just start there. And um, that's what, I, I could go back to the very first week in the business and I contacted five people a day. So I was 25 in the first week and I I can attribute about fifteen million dollars worth of business over the last twenty years with that one week of calls, um, and so I it, like I could prove it <laughs> that it works.
2: Wow! Wow! So <clears throat> this goes back to the five
1: minute success topic number ah,
0: one yes so that was topic number one yes it does uh, it, it, absolutely it compounds.
1: everything compounds thanks for listening to this episode if you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner or you can just click the link in the description below